Welcome to Strength for the Journey from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu at Ko'olau. If God spoke to you, would you know it? And how would you feel? Happy? Scared? Doubtful? Worried? Today we welcome a special guest. Pastor Wayne Drain is here to help us understand what a prophetic word is about. Here's First Pres Senior Pastor Dan Chun with the introduction. And so that's the theme for today, you know, that can we hear the Spirit? And we're going to talk about hearing God's whisper. And we have with us today Wayne Drain. Uh, every time I, I introduce him, I feel like it's a wrestling match. And in this corner, Wayne Drain. <laughs> but uh, it's great. Wayne, um, we, Pam and I met him a couple years ago in Stafford, England at the Naturally Supernatural Conference. And when we heard him speak about what does it mean to have a prophetic ministry. Now, I know that word can kind of scare you like, oh no, a prophet or something. But um, basically, the Bible talks about how God supernaturally speaks to us that we might strengthen and encourage and comfort others. And the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 that it's the most important gift that we should all desire, this gift of prophecy. So if we can dispel with some of the uh, craziness we may have seen on television and really grapple, what does it mean that God can speak to us in a major way? Um, drain, oh, drain, wait, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. All right, this is Chun speaking right now. So... Um, Wayne comes from Russellville, Arkansas. How many of you have been to Russellville, Arkansas? What? Oh, one down here. Hot Springs. Two, three. Oh Amazing. Gosh. One of the guys who raised his hands from the FBI, so that's interesting. Um, it's about Jim. Jim. Jim, all right. All right, fantastic. So he's the founding pastor of Fellowship of Christians, uh, the name of the church, which I'm sure, Jim, you went there to worship at. And... Um, and uh, he has um, been there for many years, and he may tell you a bit more about that later. Uh, he is an author of this great book called He Still Speaks, and it's about embracing uh, the prophetic today in a very wise and biblical and rational way. It's not a crazy or anything, naturally supernatural, as we say. And in fact, it has study questions at the back, so some of you may want to do this for small groups and really uh, understand this wonderful spiritual gift. And he has also been a recording artist, he's a singer, a songwriter, has released 12 albums. And so we are very fortunate to have Wayne Drain with us. Please give him a warm aloha. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Well, thank you for having us. We're so glad to be with you. I just want to let you know right up front, this is going to be a weird free zone. You hear the prophetic people get worried about it being weird. This is not going to be weird. When we wrote the book, and uh, he still speaks, our hope was to hold on to the wonderful of God speaking without letting go of all the weird stuff that goes on in the name of prophecy. So I want to let you know right now, don't worry about the weird. If weird comes, it won't come from me, Okay. Well, it's great to be with you, and June and I have been having a great time with your conference the last three days and meeting wonderful, wonderful people, and I knew there had to be some Arkansas people here because I just felt that in my spirit, so glad you're here. Uh, we will break out giving a Razorback hog call before long. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to let you know how much uh, Hawaii means to me. Uh, we've been here several times. We've done a lot of work with YWAM on the big island through the years, and we've done various things around the island. The worship leader, you might remember, Bob Fitz from a few years ago, and we've done a lot of things here with Dale and Dave Garrett from Scripture and Song. And, uh, we, and, and every time I come to Hawaii, 
I forget how wonderful it is. You know, it gets really loud in your life. And it gets a lot of things happen, and you, you get all these little stressors going on in your life. Like June and I got, we, we, we took an early flight. We got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, drove to Little Rock, flew to Houston for a 9 o'clock flight here. We were delayed until 3.30 in the afternoon before we could leave. You know, just six hours of walking around Houston. As wonderful as Houston is, it's not worth six hours. Of, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so we... So we finally get here, and I'm just kind of, I said, you know, this, I'd hope to get here earlier and get a little rest before things start. And so I'm kind of a little frustrated. I'm walking off the uh, plane, and, and, the, and as I walked off the plane, it's just like these things start falling off. I start, I don't feel the stress. I, just like peace comes. I just feel chilled out. And, and, then I start, and then I start just looking around and loving the sounds of the ocean, the smell of the flowers that greet you. Uh, the other day, the other, we also went to a mall over here, as Americans do. We go to malls. And so we went to this mall, and they had a, they had a Hawaiian dance team there doing the hula. And I just love the beauty of the hula. When we walked off the plane, uh, uh, Pastor Dan was there to give us beautiful lays to wear, and I love that. But here's what happens to me is this place calms my soul, and it gives me peace from uh, all the loud noise that gets in your life. And the reason I share that is one to just say thank you for who you are, but also I think I represent many, many people all over the world that would say the same thing when they come to Hawaii. I think there's a redemptive purpose for these islands that is there to bless the world, and I want to talk about that a little bit today. Um, I'm talking about hearing God's whisper. We're talking, we've been talking about hearing from God in various ways, but specifically through the prophetic and I want you to know that prophecy, when people hear prophecy, they think of Old Testament prophecy that's about judgment or calling out things, calling out kings and this and that and the other. In the New Testament, it's about three things. 1 Corinthians 14 says it's about edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's what New Testament prophecy is about. So I promise if I give a word over any of you today, it'll be about one of those three things. I'll try to keep the shame down. I'll try, to, I'll try not to be calling out judgment on you. No, that will not happen. I want to say this. Our greatest privilege as believers in Jesus is to hear his voice. If you're a follower of Jesus, he, I want you to know he expects that you will hear him. He says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to or hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. The night I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I heard the Lord's voice speak my, a destiny for me through a prophetic word that this college professor walked over and, and spoke over me. The word was that I would pastor a great local church and I would prophesy to nations. Now, at the time I was a college student, business major, I thought, this guy must have had something terrible for breakfast or something. I don't know what he's on about. But 45 years later, I have pastored the same church for 45 years. I've gone to 36 nations in that time. I hadn't even hardly been out of Arkansas before I received that word. So let me tell you, prophetic words, hearing God's voice, comes to make things better, not to make things more difficult. God's always calling us up higher. Uh, uh, I, try to, you know, I try to get my, my head out of the loud voices and noises around day to day, and I try to notice what is happening across the world. I try to hear what's going on. Our leadership team gives a lot of thought to application of the prophetic words that we hear. And now we hear all the time you need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, but I tell you, you can't do the word if you've not heard the word. 
Some people just get on with doing, 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 and they're not even sure that they heard that they should be doing those things. So I give regular time and value to being intimate with the Lord. Do that together with our church, our leaders, on my own. We use things like worship, prayer, and active listening to hear from God. I've been hearing the Lord speak a word to me currently through the life of Elijah. It seems relevant to this very loud time that we're living in. And I want to tell you, my word is a little bit different today. It's not so much informational as hopefully it's inspirational. Because I really feel like a few weeks ago when I was praying about coming, the Lord spoke something to me specifically for this specific church and I think for these islands. So I want you to listen and and hear if maybe this is something God might be saying. So turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings 19, 1 Kings 19. And as you're turning there, I'll just give you a little bit of background about Elijah. Elijah was a, a complicated guy. He was known as one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. Theologians feel he might have suffered from, from real, maybe even extreme depression. He was sort of up, up on the mountaintops one day and down in the valley digging holes the next day. Uh, in 1 Kings 18, he faced down 450 prophets of Baal. You probably remember the story where, where he, 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 had them, he had them do what they did and see if their God would answer, and he didn't. And then, and then he taunted them, and he, said, and, and he had a great victory over 450 prophets. And that was, that was a, a wonderful thing that happened. But then just a, just a few days later, in 1 Kings 19, he receives a memo from a woman called Jezebel saying that, Shell, by the way, I'm going to kill you. This guy that just faced 450 prophets of Baal with all their stuff, then this one woman named Jezebel sends him a memo, and he's ready to give up. Gets afraid, he runs away, he sits under a juniper tree. He asks God if would he just let him die, despairing of life, depressed. You know, God never leaves us alone, no matter if we're up on a mountain or if we're down in the valley. God sent an angel from heaven to come and strengthen Elijah. He strengthened him. He fed him. He encouraged him. The next thing you know, Elijah pops up, gets up, and runs 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God's presence. And in that place, he hears God. And that's why I want to look at that context of what, when he heard from the Lord. Look at 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13a. Let me read this for you. And the Lord said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord. That that must be God. But it says, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, that gentle whisper, he pulled his cloak over his face, he went out, he stood at the mouth of the cave, and the voice of God said to him, he spoke to him. My focus is not on what he said to him, my focus is on that he spoke to him. And the way he spoke, sometimes we think God will speak this way or he'll speak that way or is he speaking in this. Sometimes he just wants to speak in a still, small voice to you. In fact, I personally think God may prefer to speak in a still, small voice. Uh, there, there's a lot, there's three, three loud voices in this passage. Earth, wind, and fire. And I'm not talking about the band. Earth, wind, and fire. But the Lord was not in those loud voices. He spoke in a whisper. Listen, God's people move in peace 
not panic. We follow the one that's called the Prince of Peace. And we need to reflect who he is. We don't need to be people that are just getting all upset. And sometimes you just have to turn off the news. It just gets so crazy and talking over each other. And you don't know who to believe or what's going on. And everyone seems to be panicking and yelling and shouting. And the sound just gets huge sometimes. Uh, That was a joke. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) But we are those that respond to the voice, not the noise. We respond to the voice and not the noise. Earth, wind, and fire have hit these islands this year, I believe. We've been watching on television what's been going on in these islands this year, especially since I knew I was coming. But I imagine many have wondered if they were these things that were sent as an attack by the devil or if it was some sort of judgment from God. What about the wind? Well, Hurricane Lane brought damaging wind and rain to Hawaii back in August. But I don't believe the Lord was in the wind. Hurricanes happen. They happen. Earthquakes happen. Back in May of 2018, a 6.9 magnitude earthquake hit Hawaii, bringing destruction and fear and panic. Earthquakes happen almost every day in Hawaii, I've heard. I don't believe the Lord was in the earthquakes. Wildfires on Maui burned 2,000 acres. On our televisions at night, we watched the lava flows from the volcano on the Big Island where we have a lot of friends, and we saw homes and cars burning on the news stations. I read that this event also produced a minor tsunami in the area, but I don't think the Lord was in the fire. These things get our attention to remember who we are and what we do as God's people. We move in peace, not panic. That's who we are. We're here to be agents of peace in the world that's gone crazy. The world is very loud right now. I believe we're in a similar time as in that day of Elijah that I talked about. Loud voices are making a big sound, getting our attention. But the Lord is not in those loud voices of rage and hate and earth, wind, and fire. These things should get our attention as they got Elijah's attention. We should respond, but not in fear, We should respond in the opposite spirit. We should respond in kindness, compassion, generosity, obedience, peace, and service. That's what God's people do. That's why we're here, to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Now, God sometimes speaks the loudest through a still, small voice or a gentle whisper. The Hebrew word for sound just means voice. A still, small voice implies a gentle whisper whispering voice hearing God's whisper now requires two th- now let me ask you first take a poll would you would you rather have God yell at you or just talk to you yell at you let's hear the applause for those that you want to you would rather God just talk to you peacefully okay they this side wins okay uh, hearing God's whisper requires a couple of things one is listening intentionally To listen intentionally, sometimes you just have to shut things down. You have to get rid of the background noise, turn off the news. I fasted news for uh, 48 hours. My life changed. I could think a a thought all the way through. You know, I I could not be angry watching television. So first thing is listen intentionally. And the next thing is that to hear God's whispers, you just need proximity. 
Like Elijah, draw near enough to God so you can hear even when God speaks in a still, small way. Every morning I go out into my backyard. I rise early and usually, and I'll go out into my backyard. And and before the world grabs me by the throat and says, you're going to do this and you're going to do that, I do this. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it. That's who I am. And then the next thing I do, I'll say, Lord, is there anything you want to say to me? Your servant is listening, like the song we sang today. And I listen. And sometimes God speaks to me and he wants to adjust my agenda for the day. One time I was supposed to go see this guy named Bobby. And I had my, he's on my agenda, on my plans. And I heard the Lord say that morning, you don't need to see Bobby today. You need to see Ted. So I've learned when I hear that voice to go with it. So I call up Bobby and say, can we cancel or postpone? Sure. I go to see Ted. I said, Ted, can I have a cup of coffee with you? Yeah. And I get over there to see him. And I said, Ted, I'm not sure why I'm here. I just felt like the Lord wanted me to come and see you today. Ted just hangs his head and he said, Pastor, I'm so glad you're here. Tear comes down his face. He said, I'm going through some tough things. I didn't know what to do. I think God sent you to me. And I was able to pray for him. Let me tell you, God knows what he's doing. His plans are higher than your plans. And it's a lot better if you'll go with his plans. And the way you go with his plans is to hear what he's saying. I believe this is the season of hearing God's whisper. Most of you would probably, if you're a believer, you would probably agree with me that God is speaking. He doesn't have a speaking problem, but we often have a hearing problem. We think just the professionals, like the wonderful Pastor Dan Chung, hears. He went to school for that. He knows how to hear. We hire him to hear for us. That's when some people think, no, no, we are a kingdom of priests. That time when one special person could go in once a year to talk to God and everyone else had to wait on that is over. We are a kingdom of priests. We all have access to the Father. Amen? I would say really big amen if I were you. That, But we're talking about whispering, so I understand. Okay. Uh, Job, and you know, Job had a horrible time, and he was sitting there in, in just a, a mess. His life had fallen apart, and even his friends said, Job, God's not going to speak. Why don't you just curse God and die? I'd just like to have some friends like that. Well, here's what Job said in chapter 33, verse 14. God does speak now one way, now another, though man may not perceive it. The problem is that most of us either aren't listening Or we're letting distractions or apathy or fear rob us of our hearing. Let me just share a very precious promise with you. Psalm 81, 13 and 14. God said, and you just kind of catch God's heart here. This is what he really wants. He said, if my people would just listen to me. If Israel would follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hands against their foes? Okay, that's cool. But how do you do that? Well, simple, really. These ancient ways uh, of God's people are still effective today. Things like prayer. Prayer that's not just monologue. God, give me this. God, give me that. God, don't let them do this. God, don't let them do that. God, let me have this. That's monologue. God is a lovesick father. He wants dialogue. 
He wants to talk to you, and he wants you to talk to him. He wants there to be real communication. So prayer, meditation, and worship, those things still connect us to God. We need to make priorities of those things. I find that fasting disconnects us from the world. Sometimes just fasting a meal or fasting social media or fasting one of the news channels, it may just set you free to hear from God in a fresh way. Many have spiritually atrophied because they haven't made these a priority in their lives. And their absence keeps us from intimacy with God that our spirits and our souls need. Intimacy with God is similar to intimacy in a husband and wife relationship. To communicate, to really hear each other is vital for an intimate life as a married couple to be fulfilling. Being close to our spouse requires quality and quantity time. Some couples only listen when the other one raises their voice in anger or pain. I make it a point not to yell at my spouse or my friends. For some reason, my life goes better when I do that. I believe, I believe God wants you to be his friend, just like Moses was his friend, like Abraham was his friend. You don't yell at your friends. You talk to them. You're close enough that you can hear their whisper. I want to be close enough with my wife to hear her whisper and know what she is saying and know what she's not saying. Sometimes that's where I mess up. Does she mean this or does she mean that? And She said this, but does she mean that? And so, guys, you, un- you understand what I'm talking about? 45 years and I'm still working on it. And well, she's, she's still with me, so I must be doing okay. And as a pastor, I need to hear God's whisper. Most days bring challenges that I don't know what to do with. But I know the one who holds the answers that I need. So I regularly disconnect from the loud noise so I can connect with his still, small voice, his whisper. All right, I shared all of that to share these next few things with you. The world is very loud right now. I know you've noticed. But I believe we're in a season of hearing God's whisper. I want to do whatever it takes to be close enough to hear my shepherd's whisper when he wants to speak to me. I want to hear what he is saying so I can do what it is he's doing. Now listen to this. The Bible tells us Jesus is before all things and sustains all things, including us, by his powerful word. The word that he speaks and this word right here. Jesus is the boss. He holds it all together. He holds everything together. Everything he holds together. His voice doesn't have to be loud to be powerful. His whisper is more powerful than than earth, wind, or fire, earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes. As loud as they are, as loud as the news gets, his whisper is more powerful. He cuts right through the mess that's going on in the world and brings clarity. I believe we're in one of the most opportune moments for a move of the Spirit that we've been in in years and years and years. All creation is longing for peace and quiet right now. People are overloading on the, the, the volume in the world. And as I prayed for you earlier in this month, I heard two things. A challenging question and a timely word. Now, what you do with a prophetic word that I'm going to give is you take it in, you listen to it, you examine it, as 1 Thessalonians 5 says. You see whether you think it's true. Does it line up with the scripture? Does it make sense to you and your own discernment? 
Here's the question, and I want you to take it personally. Could this be a strategic time for God's people to rediscover and walk in the redemptive purpose of these islands? Redemptive purpose is that destiny and that calling the Lord had in mind for these islands from the beginning. Now that's the question. And here's the timely word, and I've given a copy of this to your pastor. I believe the Lord is calling forth Hawaii's redemptive purpose in a fresh way. You are a people who have blessed others in good times and bad times through healing gifts of peace, hospitality, and generosity. I can hear it in your music. I see it in your dance. People compare these islands to paradise, a place where hope, joy, and peace are found. This is a place where testimonies are given of health being restored. The loud voices of earth, wind, and fire must not let fear rob you of your faith to be who God called you to be. Hawaii was meant to be a little touch of heaven on earth. What a calling. We have so much trouble getting people to pray for us when we come to Hawaii for some reason. Oh, yeah, you're going to suffer. Uh-huh. I guess someone's got to do it. You know, that, that's the kind of comments that our real close friends say to us. And we just say, sorry, get over it. Hawaii was meant to be a little touch of heaven on earth, a place where peace quiets your souls and enables you to create environments where people can hear God's whisper. This church could be a prophetic signpost of God's goodness as you get on with the business of the kingdom of God. It will require that you move in faith instead of fear, strategy and not reaction. I see a time of expansion for you. For this church, it's time to pull. It's not a time to pull in or pull back. It's a time to pull through for others who can't pull through for themselves. And I saw, I heard this. There is an island breeze of the Holy Spirit blowing in a fresh move of God's Spirit in this place. You can be agents of His redemptive purpose for these islands. And I come to speak peace and courage over you, and that you be able to hear God's whisper. Now, I've given these words to your pastor, and I, and I want you to be looking at it and praying about it in the days ahead to see what needs to happen. Now, what I want to do right now is I want to just give a few personal prophetic words for some of you. We call them, we call them, we call them uh, timely words, words in season from Proverbs fifteen twenty three. A word spoken in due season, how good is it? It's just, it's a timely word. It's a word that comes that has a timeliness on it too. And it's always to encourage you, to strengthen you, or comfort you. It's not to put you down. It's not to call you out. It's not to bring shame and embarrassment. It's to bring encouragement. Would you be okay if I gave those words? Would you be okay if I gave those words? You just want to make sure that you weren't about to turn on me. there for. Well, what happens is when we're in worship, uh, the Lord often just gives me these words for people, and I write them down on these pieces of paper, and I'll have them here, and you, can, and you can have them when you leave. I met a young lady named Shayla before the meeting, sitting right over there by, by Pastor Dan. Can you stand up, Shayla? I just heard this for you. Pleasant changes are on the horizon. Trust God. He has everything under control. There's no need to worry. The Lord is removing obstacles from your, from your road. Just let him do what only he can do. He is faithful. A pivot at Thanksgiving. Lots to be thankful for. 
You will inspire many young people to follow Jesus. Love them, feed them, equip them. Pleasant changes on the horizon. Amen? Now, did that make you feel condemned or, or beat up or anything? Good, good. And they're doing what they're supposed to do. This young man on his 80th birthday with the blinking lights around his neck right back there. Was your name Ron? Is that, could you stand up, Ron? I just, you were so blessed to me when you were singing. Then they sang happy birthday over you. I felt good about it. Uh, I heard this. There are more mountains to climb and more beautiful vistas to enjoy. Your voice is heard when you worship. And your voice is loved by family and friends. Speak words of encouragement, speak words of comfort. Many will hear and be strengthened by your words that come with a timeliness. God hears you, God sees you, God loves you. Amen. Now, if you're encouraged by that, could you just let us know somehow, just like cool or anything? Okay. This tall man with the white hair right here, the Hawaiian shirt and third row back on the aisle, what's your name? Tom, simple word for you, Tom. You are a servant who leads by example. You live the life every day, not just on Sunday. A faithful servant leader, God rewards faithfulness with his favor. And I saw his favor rising on you. Be bold and take risks to serve in strategic ways. Be encouraged. All right? I have a word for your pastor. Do you think I should give it to him or just, <laughs> Pastor Dan, would you come up and let me just give you what I have? I was praying for Dan back on November the 6th. The Lord gave me this word for him. I heard the words trailblazer for you. Although you enjoy being at home and even like a certain predictability in your day-to-day -day life, you are called to blaze trails, to pioneer to see new vistas you haven't seen before. Just when you think it's time to settle down, the Holy Spirit tugs on your heart with another trail to blaze. This is who you are. You are a pastor with an apostolic edge. You see the big picture, and the Holy Spirit gives you strategies that enable you to paint the picture you see and equip others to trailblaze the new God has for these islands. 2019 will be another year to blaze new trails, to pioneer new ground for the glory of God. The team God has placed around you will help you find a healthy work-life balance even as you trailblaze. Not every trail that presents itself is yours to blaze. Pray for discernment. Listen to the wisdom and discernment from your team and trusted advisors. Raise up others to blaze trails as you have. Impart what you've been given and then send them as you have been sent. Your influence in these islands will grow in 2019. Let your voice be one of peace kindness and truth this will challenge the loud selfish voices that are dominating at the moment speak as a servant who has been given authority i heard isaiah 42 10 through 12 for you sing to the lord a new song his praise from the ends of the earth you who go down to the sea and all that is in it you islands and all who live in them let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices let the settlements where Kedar lives rejoice let the people of Selah sing for joy let them shout from the mountaintops let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands Amen Amen, Amen. Thank you so much
I would like for those that I gave a word for, if you would just stand up along with Pastor Dan. If I gave you a word today, would you stand up? And if you're near them, if it's okay, just put your hand on their shoulder. And I just want to pray a prayer, and then I'll turn it back to Pastor Dan. Lord, I pray for these words that I believe you gave me for these. And I pray that they would do what they were intended to do. Encourage and strengthen and comfort and build up and affirm. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's show our gratitude for Wayne Drain. Fantastic, Wayne. Great, great words for the congregation. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you said to me. And, and you got a glimpse of what we have been doing the last three days. Over 360 people uh, were in the sanctuary to learn about how to receive supernaturally these words of encouragement and uh, strengthening and comforting for, for others. And, um, and what happens at, is that Wayne just has a sense as he looks out that there's a word from the Lord uh, for these people at this time. I should say, uh, when he ripped off the pages of his uh, prophetic words, uh, those who, the three who he talked of, come forward later and and pick it up at Seer on the stage. The reason he does that is a very practical reason is that oftentimes when he gives a prophetic word to someone, um, they're so like stunned that there's a word for them. They can't remember what was said or worse yet, they think he said something which he didn't say. And so, uh, and so like you will win a million dollars or something like that. So um, that's why it's just very comforting to have that. And sometimes people put it on their phone to look at it over again. And of course, I, as your pastor, I would love to read those again so that I can see how God will flourish you over the years to come. So having said all that, um, I'm going to call, uh, end with a blessing for you all, and then we'll sing our last song, really desiring in a prayer that we would be more like Jesus. I would say that some of you may want to um, receive prayer right after the service, and our prayer team will be in front of the cross here and in front of the choir riser here, and many of them do have prophetic gifts, and they would love to give a word of encouragement uh, to you all. It's great that the youth came to the conference too as they're at a very early age are learning what it means to, to receive these prophetic words from the Lord. Now, having said that, please stand as I give us a final blessing. And Wayne will be at the book table in Fellowship Hall in case you want to pick up his book, and he'll sign it just for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and its countenance be upon you and his grace fall upon you in a very special way. And truly, may the Lord give you the gifts he wants you to have that you might increase your gift of prophetic words, that you might be a vessel to strengthen, encourage, and comfort others. And may you always know the love and grace and the whispers of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May we all grow to be more like Him. In Christ's name, amen. Sometimes we think prophecy is words of doom and gloom, but today we learn that prophecy is about listening for encouragement from God. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Join us at one of our worship services on campus at 45550 Kiona Ole Road, Kaneohe, Hawaii, 96744. We meet Sunday mornings at 8, 9.30, and 11.11. 11. 
Follow First Prez on Twitter and Facebook. Download the brand new First Prez app. Watch First Prez sermon videos on our website and on Facebook. And if you need more, you can call us at 808-532-1111. For Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you and thanks for listening. Strength for the Journey is copyright 2018 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu at Ko'olau.